Hi, we're your hosts, Larray Spindler and Lori Subat, and we're commercial real estate brokers with Scout Real Estate in Calgary. And you're listening to Leasing Out Loud. You're listening to Leasing Out Loud with your host, Larray Spindler and Lori Suba. And you're joining us for episode number 51. And it's a jargon buster episode, Lori. I'm excited, Larray. Yes. It's going to be fun. And it's a funny story about why we're talking about <laughs> jargon busting. I just recently had a really funny client share with me that, you know, every time I talked about demising a floor, it just equates right. demising with dying. Yes. <laughs> Just saying, what is happening here? What are you talking about? And I talk about chalk lining a floor, and he's like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> so it's a good reminder, everyone, that within every industry, there's always jargon, terms, things Acronyms, that we lingo, throw yeah. around all the time that you and I know, and mm-hmm. we can quickly just say, "Yeah, we just got to chalk line this." But for folks that we're working the with, occupiers, the occupiers. Right? Not- in the industry, that real estate is not their business. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Maybe a newer broker. Right. May not understand yeah. what are we talking about. deer in headlights? Like, totally. Please elaborate on what you're talking about. <laughs> so demise in real estate does not mean die. Yeah. So we're not in the <laughs> funeral business, although right. some days it feels and too like funny it. because it never really dawned on me. Mm-hmm. Like we use that term so much. Right. But as soon as your client said that, it's like, of oh, course. Of course. Right. Of course. Right. Outside of real estate. Ooh, concerning, right? (laughs) Versus splitting up a space. Exactly. So Lorraine's given a good clue about this little piece of jargon. So demising in commercial real estate, when we're talking about demising a floor, it means splitting a floor or subdividing a space. Yes. So we use those words interchangeably. So it'll be demising the floor, demise. We've heard devising. Devise. Like, yes, I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. It's divisible by a certain amount. Yes. We've heard this is another, I'm going to just throw out there, Larray, as we're talking, uh-huh. contiguous. That's another word that we use all the time. The space is right. contiguous with the other suite next door. That means it's next to the space next door. Yeah. So when we're talking about the area of a space, mm-hmm. it can be demised right. to suit your requirements. So as an example, if you are looking at a full floor, but you really only need half of a floor, the space could be demised, subdivided. And in some cases, moving on to the next jargon piece, chalk lined. Right. Right. So in the office world, you tell me if it's different on the industrial side. In the office world, we are often looking at leasing space on a chalk line basis. Mm -hmm. And so you might hear a broker or a landlord talk about chalk lining a space. And essentially what that means is that we're drawing an imaginary line and thou shall not pass this area. So people or landlords will do a chalk line or sub landlords will entertain a chalk line scenario if they don't want to incur the expense to demise, to split up that floor. So demising a floor, it can be a costly venture in terms of exiting, making sure all of the corridors meet code, splitting off a space into two. It can be a very costly endeavor. And Mm so a lot of landlords or sub-landlords may consider chalk lining. So that's basically where you rent and pay for and utilize only a certain area on a floor. Right. And then they're paying for that. They're paying for a certain area. Just for a certain area. 
right? And so generally it's chalk line. And then if you were to creep or grow Mm -hmm. into additional offices, the expectation is that you would pay for the extra space that you would be occupying. So creeping over and not paying for it is frowned upon. It is frowned upon. (laughs) It is frowned upon. (laughs) And do you know what? I recently came across a space downtown and the landlord was quite ingenious in my opinion, because what they did was they put new carpet down only in the chalk line area and left the shabby old yucky carpet in the non-chalk line area uh, as yes. a reminder of where that <laughs> line actually is. And it turns out the line is when, you know, you go from good carpet to bad carpet. So <laughs> some landlords will do that. Often, though, they will expect sort of the honor system right. you use and occupy and pay for the area that you're allotted. Yes. Yeah. And it does happen in the industrial world as well. Interesting. Usually more on a temporary storage basis. Okay. That's where we would see it more. So you might have an existing tenant that is just not using part of their warehouse. Right. For example, they might be using all of their office space, most of the warehouse, but maybe they've had a change with a client Mm -hmm. and it freed up a bit of warehouse space. Mm -hmm. And instead of full demising walls, which as you said, there's a big cost implication, right? Materials to do so, then there's airflow, permits, code, all sorts of things. Time. Time, exactly. And we see chalk line in the industrial world, but what we've also seen, chain link fence, for oh, example. interesting. So That's how they separate. Yes. Mm-hmm. So sometimes if it's more than a few months, right. say, if you've got someone saying, okay, I'm going to sublease this 3,000 mm-hmm. square feet in your warehouse, and it could just be chalk line of mm-hmm. here's the column. Don't go past this column. Right. Again, on good faith yes. system, that honor system. Yeah. However, if it ended up being a year or so, or sometimes there's security concern, mm-hmm. depending on the type of materials being stored. Right. They could put in a chain link fence. Interesting. It's a solution, too, that can be done. So, yeah, see it in that world as well, but usually on a shorter term. Okay. Not for, say, a, a five-year lease. Okay. So we've jargon-busted yes. the demise. Demise. <laughs> we've jargon-busted the chalk line. Let's talk about one more, Larray. Yes. So the next one we're going to talk about that has... A lot of different names Meanings, for it. Names, okay, yeah. so fixturing is right. one. This can be very confusing mm-hmm. to occupiers of space, right? Right. And it can really depend on the asset class because yes. there is a difference in terms of like the fixturing period. And when we're saying fixturing period, we're talking about that time period that a tenant is allotted to build out space yes. to be able to operate their business. But a lot of times that fixturing period within that, especially on the office side, I'm curious what your thoughts are on industrial and we kind of know the answer, I think, on retail too. Yes. On the office side, typically the fixturing period could be a time for improvements to be done, Mm -hmm. to move in and to commence business. And typically the fixturing period is a gross free period, a gross rent free period for a group to be in setting up the business occupying the space. Right. It can be a mechanism for offering free rent to a tenant outside of the lease term because typically the fixturing period occurs before the commencement date. Yes. So it can be a mechanism that landlords use to be able to build in free rent outside of the term. Right. So that's like the office world and it's used often. So sometimes we will have 
landlord clients that may be more retail leaning, Mm -hmm. that in their world, it means something very different. Like it will be building out the space. But as soon as you're in and occupying or operating your business, rent kicks in. Right. As soon as you open. Yes. Then your fixturing period ends. Right. And your lease commences. So it's more of a floating date. Yes. In the retail world. Mm-hmm. Whereas industrial is more like office. Okay. Where I think of years ago, you know, 10 years ago, it was a bit more common for it to be stipulated that you were not operating your business. Oh, okay. Yes. And it was yeah. public. But now it's pretty common. Common. Yeah. That you're permitted to do construction. Like you said, move Mm -hmm. in, set up for business and commence operations because it's more of a creative way to work out a deal these days than it really is about truly offering a fixturing period. Yeah. And we've talked in the past about certainly on the office side, we see turnkey way more prevalent. So if you miss the jargon buster, the last episode we did on (laughs) turnkey, that's where the landlord will build out the space for you. So a lot of times we may even have like a landlord turnkey and the landlord gives the space for the fixturing period to the tenant already constructed. So it really is more, you know, maybe there's some IT work or some minor tenants work that needs to be done, but it's really a period of early occupancy. Yes. And that's the other term that we Mm -hmm. see often. It could be called fixturing or early occupancy. They're interchangeable, mm-hmm. really. But what's more different about retail is when a business opens, their revenue starts. Right. Right. So right. we see that retail still sticks with, you know, your lease is going to commence once mm-hmm. you're open for business. Whereas office and industrial, their revenue is not contingent on the space necessarily. Right. It's not yeah. as directly correlated to mm-hmm. the physical building itself, right? That's a great point, Lorraine. Yeah. I didn't think of that so before. So it's more flexible. There you and go. And it's really just more of a negotiating item. It really is. In so office and industrial. And one other thing on industrial mm. that's different than office would be typically once a tenant gets access to a space in industrial, they're often paying utilities. Yes. Whereas in office, Utilities no. are included in, <laughs> in the operating costs, right? Right. They're not broken out. So mm-hmm. an office tenant is getting all of that time for free. Whereas industrial, the expectation would be utilities then change over mm-hmm. to the bill. Right. You know, they switches. contact the service provider, right? And it switches. Yeah. And then the tenant's getting those bills direct and paying them. So that would be That's one difference between point. office industrial. So yeah. office, fixturing, early occupancy, really a mechanism for offering free rent. Yes. And it really is free. So it's not like there's an extra cost. Mostly free. Mostly free, (laughs) except for utilities. Yeah. And retail, all bets are off, my friends. As soon as you start operating, rent kicks in. Yeah. So hopefully that makes sense to our listeners, answers some questions about some of the common phrases that you might hear in our industry. Mm -hmm. We love doing Jargon Buster episodes. We've done one in the past. I, for the life of me, can't remember which number it was, but (laughs) we have done a Jargon Buster in the past. We like doing that. So if there's any terms that you're not sure about, funny things that you see in your day-to-day that is very particular to commercial real estate (laughs) that may not necessarily mean the same things for others, let us know. We're happy to cover and chat about different topics and cover different terms as well. So hopefully this helps. Thanks for listening and join us on the next episode where we dig into the latest and greatest in commercial real estate. Have a great week, everybody. Oh, hey.